0: Hello and welcome to Scott Rock,
1: where your hosts, from Climb Scotland, Robert McKenzie and me, Cal McBain, catch up with climbers every two weeks who we have different epic tales to tell us. We hope you enjoy the show. And remember, when you're out climbing, be safe and do your buddy checks. Hello everyone and welcome back to Scott Rock. Uh, today we are sitting down with another hill walker. I know this is a climbing podcast and we've had two hill in a row but then again variety is the spice of life. Um, but before we dive into it there's something that I feel like we should mention. Something that has gone by the wayside. An event that has passed without its proper recognition. Scott Rock Past its first birthday at the end of last month. Happy birthday, to you. Happy birthday, Scott Rock. You are now a year old. This is episode 24. We're, I think, a week behind getting uh, one every two weeks, which is awesome. Thank you to everyone that has been on the show so far. Thank you to all of our guests. You guys have been amazing. We have now hit over 7,000 downloads in that year from all over the world. Um, So thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our listeners as well for for keeping up with us. Um, If you've got feedback for us after our year, let us know what you think. Let us know how you think we've done. Um, Has this been enjoyable? Do we need to change anything? Um, Or should we just wrap it up there and you're sick of listening to my voice? Um, That's not going to happen, by the way. I love the sound of my own voice. You're not getting rid of me that easy. So, yeah, happy birthday, Scott Rock. But let's get back to it. Today, we are sitting down with a gentleman called Dan Arnold. He is a hill walker, a little bit of a mountaineer from the highlands of Scotland. Um, And what's really cool is I had never heard of Dan before. I'd never met him before, Um, even though he he gets out there a lot. Um, But he contacted me and asked to be on the show, which is awesome. He self-referred himself for the podcast, and I was really hoping that we were going to get to the stage where people would refer themselves and want to be on this thing. So it's awesome that I think we've got to that stage. Um, so, yeah, we're going to sit down with Dan and have a chat about hill walking and his transition into a bit of climbing, which is definitely very, very different from most people's transition into climbing. And... Um, If you want to be on the show, you know, we're at that stage now where you can refer yourself. So if you want to be on the show, if you think you've got a story to tell, get in contact. Um, Give us a shout on the Facebook or send us an email um, and we'll more than happily have a sit down with you. Uh, But yeah, let's grab a cup of tea, sit down and enjoy the chat with Dan. Obviously, we're, we're going to talk about the, the Munros thing and, and, yeah. and your new challenge, but one question I really, really want to ask is, What are you preferring walking up, Grahams and Corbett's or doing the Monroes? Um Ooh, tough one already. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I think the variety, I'm glad I did the Munros when I did them, Yeah, because I think now it's gone like super uh, busy. Like yeah. I was on Glencoe uh not yeah last weekend and there must have been four or five hundred people at the buccal like the wee (laughs) buccal it was like i was amazed by it and i was like this has gone really kind of um, big so i'm really glad that i did the monroes when i did them and being where i live in newton Moor, it's like so handy to get anywhere yeah um so i don't need to plan i can be quite spontaneous but the trigs uh so anything with a trig point over 2000 feet um, the variety it like, takes you to the islands it yeah. uh, yeah. takes you to some pretty peculiar places um, so it 's quite interesting in that sense and i've focused yeah. mainly on the corbetts um because I like exploring so the monroes I kind of had a challenge to myself with redoing the Monroes on so there's about sixty trade points on the Monroes yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have to do them in a different way than I did the first time or go up a different route different yeah. route or different cool. season or sleep on the top of it or <laughs> I don't know like whatever I choose <laughs> but like I have I to handstand up it yeah yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> cartwheel yeah um, so yeah that's my kind of hope that I can get a bit more variety. cool because
1: so. I've, like, I've I've done a lot of Monroes and I've done a lot of Corbets not I've probably not done too many Grahams actually mm. but I've done a lot of Corbets and I've always enjoyed some of the Corbett's way more than Munro's. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing I don't, I can't quite grasp about doing all the Munro's is, I mean, yes, you're doing it for the tick of doing all, doing all the Monroes, but some of them, God awful, boring. <laughs> God, I grew like I grew up in Dingwall, so right next to Ben Withers, That is the most boring hill I've ever walked nah, up. It nah, was nah, grim. Nah. But like then you get you know short hills like Stack Polly and stuff, yeah, yeah. just amazing little yeah, things. Yeah, They're yeah. great. I, I have so much more fun on some of the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to the point where I'm ticking all the um, It creeps up on you, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think like with me it was. Like, a, it was a slow start, but then it just, like, mothballed into, like, yeah, total yeah. addiction. Yeah. Um, so,
1: here, here's your chance. Like, if you do a little brief introduction for yourself, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you kind of, we've already gone over that you are a hill walker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very keen hill walker. But, like, you kind know, of where did that, where did that come from? Like, who, like, was this something that you've always kind of done mm-hmm. and it kind of just, it grew, or was it, you know, were you not Hellwalker before and it, yeah. it, it's something you discovered?
0: Okay, so I was, I lived in Lagan, I was brought up in Lagan. Right. Um, never went, I, I always, I was always outdoorsy. I went away to school, so I was, um, I went to Glonston. Oh, nice. Um, and, they've got quite an outdoor curriculum and stuff. Very so outdoor curriculum. I was in Mountain Rescue, kind of in the <laughs> um, So I used to do SADA, like volunteer right. and, um i suppose i always enjoyed the challenge of it maybe didn't totally enjoy all of it Mm -hmm. um and then yeah so that was kind of it's always been there and then lancaster i went to uni in lancaster um and (laughs) tried to get out to lake district but wasn't too too outdoorsy at uni i was more focused on uh, the social aspects of university life. Of course. Um, I was exactly the <laughs> <gonna> same. <laughs> yeah, so I kind, of, I kind of look back at that and think, oh, I should have done more in the lakes. But um, yeah, and then and from there, I was like, uh, I went to New Zealand and that's what really sparked this wow. kind of thing off. I kind of, uh, I went to New Zealand and I started, like, I was a hut warden for three months. Right. In the national park. So that involved like a week in the huts yeah. and then two days out and then a week in another hut, two days out. And that was three months of that. So I got really fit quite quickly. um, And then realized being self-sufficient. From that, I kind of went down to the South Island and did a lot more kind of uh, rural backpacking. Yeah. Um, And that was just, yeah, it was awesome. It was kind of like a gap year in that sense, but I was working as well. Um, But I got into some pretty cool places. Um, So came back to Scotland, um with a bang and uh was thinking one day oh i'm going to do craig Maggie, so i did that and then off the back of that it was kind of oh, i can do the ones nearby and yeah. it was never like i didn't really understand what the Monroes were at that point yeah um it was what six seven years ago easily um and then as as i kind of moved around I started meeting people, and then it just, yeah, 61 60 years a year, it was like, oh, finished. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, now it's, uh, yeah, up to where I am now, it's, um, yeah, it's really good. I've started doing the winter stuff more, yeah, yeah. Um, which is obviously why I contacted yourself just because, obviously, um, this winter, being a bit different, uh, I've had the ability to kind of learn myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and coming at it from a total kind of uh, non-climbing background yeah. um, to doing winter mountaineering, I think I missed a stage, but I don't really want to look at that stage. <laughs> oh, so, uh, well, that's all right. I'm going to be asking you about this missing, missing stage later <laughs> yeah. on for sure. Yeah,
1: so, so that's really interesting. You kind of you had a little bit of an introduction to it when you were younger here, yeah. but your your proper the the time you properly got into it was in New Zealand, yeah, yeah. which is just like Scotland on steroids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you find it coming from the big, amazing hills of of New Zealand and how out there that place is, coming back here and doing hills here, did you find,
0: like, they weren't quite the same? Or Uh, was a different kind of enjoyment? Yeah, I didn't do any, like, major peaks in New Zealand, like, part of my five-year plan is to go back and do one of the mountains that I kind of looked at from about a thousand meters yeah. looking up and it's about a 3,000 meter peak <laughs> nice. um, so that's my kind of long term plan but yeah it wasn't like a down step because I realised I hadn't done a lot of travelling in Scotland at that point I'd kind of been to the Kangolams and yeah. done a bit in the west but nothing major so it was like it's Scotland's just as good it's just well, you've got to pick yeah. the right time the right place <laughs> um, yeah. and you get just as good scenery if not better oh, um, for sure. Yeah. so for yeah sure. it wasn't like a a come down almost it was just uh <laughs> yeah it's, it's nice exploring your back garden as well like i think scotland um being aware of being um there's so many good places uh to explore so yeah yeah um but yeah new zealand i've got like, i, I want to go back and do some stuff there for sure Uh now that i've got a few more skills in my yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah
0: like so a
1: lot a lot of hills in new zealand are the, the multi multi day, yeah, it's expats, like alpine. You know, it's like uh, proper alpine stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like, like that's one thing that I've always really, really appreciated about the hills in Scotland is they're they're big. They're big yeah. days, but you can do them all kind of in a day trip. For you sure. can all hit them in a day, yeah. um, and it just it makes I find it makes it so much more accessible. It's yeah. it's a lot easier to do. It's a lot
0: easier for people to get into. Yeah. Um But you can have just as cool an experience, sure. you know, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean. A good friend of mine said, like, like when you go to the Alps and when you go to New Zealand, you look out and it's just mountains, 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 mountains. But, like, the Scottish hills are almost like individuals. Mm. Like, you can make them out, Yeah. whereas they're not kind of big ranges and yeah. such. They do have ranges, but, yeah, that, that's definitely an attraction, I think, yeah. uh, for Scottish hill walking. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. So, what is it about,
1: the like, the hill walking that kind of grabbed you then? because um, obviously like there, there was something that grabbed you about New Zealand mm. that has stuck stuck with you when you came here even though they're vastly
0: different hills mm. um, so what is it about it that grabbed you? Originally it was like photography um, oh, right, and cool. I enjoyed doing the photography side of it I mean I'm not a photographer yeah. I just enjoy taking pictures um, and I suppose yeah it was a good way of getting out and seeing a bit of the country um, and I suppose it just creeps up on you and um, the challenge, the kind of I originally started out and I was doing it solo. Right. So like I didn't have many people around me, friend group wise, um, that were doing it. Yeah. Um, but then as I said earlier, it's like I met a kind of couple of guys um on a Hill Day in Bidian, uh and that was like a unofficial walking club. Mm. Um it was just a face group Facebook group. Um but off the social side of that I kind of met a load of people yeah. um, and then you kind of almost meet up uh, and do hills together that we haven't done both of us haven't done yeah. and then you will do ones again um, so it's, it's a really sociable as, uh, aspect of it as well yeah the, the Facebook um, groups are great for that yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. it's,
1: I think it's definitely taken a little bit away from the traditional club yeah model, you know, but they're so good yeah. and the amount of people that are managing to get outdoors and meet yeah. people like yourself you yeah. know through these facebook groups and meet up and yeah. stuff like that
0: you know it's it's really good oh yeah 100 i mean i got that feeling when i was on on the Glen hills a couple of days uh, weeks ago um and it just the the age the age groups whereas like maybe five six years ago you're seeing a lot more kind of plus 40s yeah um uh now it's like my age group maybe younger even my yeah, like 20s and yeah. yeah, it's really good
1: in that sense. It's, it's definitely becoming less of the old man with white beards sport.
0: 100%. But, like, equally, you know, um, I, I, I've had some great days out just meeting people and um, you, you meet all sorts. It's great. Oh, it's great, isn't
1: it? Like, do you find that you have better days in the hill when it is that a bit more of a sociable day? Whether you've gone, gone out with someone or whether you meet someone out in the
0: hill or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I, I choose... Like that's the beauty of it as well. Like if you think, ah, oh, this is only going to interest me mm. or um I tend to wild camp on my own yeah. uh, to get that feeling of kind of total isolation. Um and then some of the some of the hills yeah, you choose to do on your own. But yeah, equally a lot of it is a social aspect. Yeah. You know, you yeah. meet up with your mates, have a chat and then you know, put the worlds wrongs to rights and yeah, it, totally. have if you can have a beer at the end of it, uh all the better. Yeah. But obviously with the times we're in changes in, in socialization <laughs> yeah, and that, that makes that hard yeah, it? yeah yeah exactly so it's not been a, so much of a sociable thing recently but mm. i think yeah um pretty much yeah I,
1: I i always have a much better day when i've just chatted to everybody that walk past hill. Yeah. Um i've just had some of the best conversations with <laughs> randomers on top of hills yeah and um, and it's always nice like you know I, if i come across someone on a hill i'll take a photo Mm-hmm. them, you know while they're yeah. doing whatever and it's, it's always nice to kind of keep that contact afterwards as well Definitely. Um, Definitely, yeah you can go out on your own for a solitary hill walk and end up <laughs> having the, the most social day of your life I yeah, love Well it. i mean
0: exactly i've met some people i classify as very very good friends you mm-hmm. know um out in the hills and we've kept in touch you know and done maybe over 100 monroes together yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah that's cool it's great it's great
1: that's cool um have you got any favourites? Like, what's your favourite? <laughs> let's go, let's go. What's your favourite hill? Yeah. What's your favourite Monroe?
0: Okay. Uh, favourite Monroe easily Blavin. Oh yes, yeah, good yeah, yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. So good choice. La- actually, last year, uh, so I've done it once with m- my wife. Yeah. And we had a. Actually, it's the day that Finley Wild. Uh, did the coolant ridge in less than three hours oh really wow yeah so it was like perfect october uh, day like it was pristine yeah and yeah we did it that day and looked looking at the coolants yeah. and obviously then i realized family well done all the coolants in three hours and i was like <laughs> and that at that point i'd done i'd done i don't think i'd done any of the cooling. Mm. so it was like yeah it was, it was pretty epic did you walk up the path? Did yeah, yeah, just the glass. No, choice? so <laughs> coming on to that. There oh, uh, oh, we go. So, yeah, I did it like, and then when I redid it for the trade point round, of course, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. met up and it was my first ever guided day. Yeah. So, at that point, obviously, people couldn't move around as much. And uh, yeah, got in touch and there was another October day and it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect weather. So, yeah, we did the clock glass. Nice. And I'd always wanted to do that route. It's like my. Kind of bucket list route in scotland so yeah it was, it was amazing it is absolutely spectacular yeah, there's a bit of everything and uh yeah as you know it's um pretty for someone who doesn't climb there's a bit of like okay that's pretty serious but having a guide kind of took the exposure away from it, it was yeah like, for sure for someone who's like me who's not used to the exposure i was like he's like oh go left just there and i was like okay cool and then you kind of realise it's not as bad as it yeah. might, might look. Yeah, but like ha- having someone to kind of watch your back allows you to just relax and enjoy yeah, where you are a little bit, bit more. But yeah, I mean, awesome route. And since then, I've kind of, yeah, wanted to get a bit more kind of experience in, in the scrambling side of things. Yeah. And then, so, so yeah, yeah, Monroe-wise, I suppose, Blavin. And then, I mean, Corbett. Gee whiz. Well, it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to think, Corbett-wise, I've got a real... Uh, affinity with like um noida so there's right. like ben Vui, yeah which is one of the corbett's and noida but it's like huge anyway it's a huge day out um that's awesome Rossven, which is kind of uh our, our sake right so all those kind of and you get amazing views out to sky but also kind of to the big numbers yeah and, yeah uh rum again um ask about never, never made out yeah, yeah. There. you know that's worth doing for sure it's, is pretty epic, um, so yeah, one of those ones I'd say kind of west coast, uh, maybe a bit lower than the Munros. yeah, um,
1: definitely. It's, uh, it's one of the beautiful things about Noidart is it, some of the hills in there are definitely a push to do it in a day, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's <laughs> definitely the exped kind of territory part yeah, of Scotland yeah. for sure, and it just makes it feel like that much, much more out there, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, like you know, we've we've heard the Cairngorms is the the connoisseur's mountain <laughs> uh, because you know you walk up over the back anywhere and you're you feel like you're totally out there. You can't mm-hmm. see or hear any of c- civilization, mm-hmm. um, and it feels much more expedient, properly wild. And Noidar is like that on steroids. Yeah. It's just really big.
0: Yeah. Steep. Yeah, I think, I mean, out of all the places that you could say look a bit like New Zealand, it's like Noida and whatnot, mm. it's like you've got those long field like locks and yeah, big kind of jagged peaks and uh, yeah, I camped on Louis Venn, Ooh, nice. Um and got an amazing sunrise um, it was one of those epic kind of really hot weeks Yeah, um, totally underestimated it <laughs> and yeah, I spent, I walked in from Kinloch-Hearn and then did those two kind of and then back out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was an amazing kind of trip that one. Um, and then, yeah, Lava I did from Inveria and did it as a big traverse in, winter, like, semi-winter conditions, which yeah. scared scared me <laughs> quite a lot, but it was, it was good fun. <laughs> it's one of them, and that, yeah, I mean, like, so I'd done, like, by the end of the Manoros, I'd done, maybe 20 or 30 in winter, mm. but all kind of, no kind of nearing in, like, in, in that sense so yeah it's always keen to kind of maybe see see where that would go yeah yeah um, so now you've done you, you did all the minerals you've done your yeah. 282 When yeah. was it you finished that? 2018 2018 yeah so i had the target of finishing by the time i was 30 right so i was right. 30 in january and i finished in october um so i finished on ben Chonzi. right uh got 34 people up a hill and like i think it was a, it was a named storm at that point and it rained from the moment we left here and more all the way down and it just got more and more wet and i remember thinking like people were like why are you doing why do you, why did you do this and i was like this is literally the worst weather i've ever had on the hill and i'm taking 30 people up including like people like my dad and stuff and i was like yeah, you know, he's he's in the south of England in Suffolk, and never he's been up like maybe a ten meter lump, and he's thinking, <laughs> "What are you doing, like up here?" So, but like, yeah, it was uh, yeah, that's when I finished, and I thought, "Yeah, okay, um, I, I definitely need to go back and do Ben Chonzy because I didn't get a great day for it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that was the
1: most Scottish thing ever: yeah, finishing yeah. your round with the Monroe in yeah. a horrific storm. Yeah, for yeah. sure, and I, it's, I'm not the
0: only one. My mate is. He finished a above, and yeah. similar situation. Like you expect, like this, you know, amazing day out, and it yeah. just rained the whole time. And it's just, Yeah, it's nice. typical, but you can't. You, it's one of these things. Like if you plan it, then the obviously going to rain. Somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like every time
1: you make plans, it's going to rain.
0: It's <laughs> the view of living here, because like most days, I go out. I get good weather because I can just choose. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it's raining, then yeah. Oh, you're, pretty, I'm not you're lucky we are.
1: Um, so how far so like you said it was you started just walking up hills and it kind of snowballed from there how far did you manage to get through the 282 before it became the target like right I need I just need to
0: do that. I think after you're like past 50 yeah it's like once you get to 50 it's like oh yeah I've done 50 and that's like half a century like, yeah like, as soon as you know that it's like once you're past 100 it's definitely like your pastime. time yeah um, so yeah 50 was kind of like up until then it was like oh huh, yeah do a few hills and a bit like of a joke but actually secretly like once you pass past 50 it's like right okay what's the next one and you spend a lot of time looking at maps and, <laughs> yeah that, that's when it kind of got a bit more kind of addictive in that sense I'd say. yeah yeah um and you know once you start ticking off the kind of really difficult ones i'd say um once you start kind of going past Anchalik and mm. the anarchy i suppose you're kind of like okay I'm, I'm pretty good at this and i can i can do them all <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, so, yeah, once you've done like the
1: technical <laughs> ones, like the scrambly ones, yeah, yeah like yeah. the ones that are a bit more roly,
0: just easy, easy yeah. tips for a day, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> it's trying to make them more interesting. Uh, maybe using yeah different modes of transport, bothies, and yeah, I think if you keep it fresh, any hills, any hills, good on it on a good day, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's just finding that good day, <laughs> or like my father in law skeeters. Um, and he dragged me up a few and totally put me off it because it was horrific like conditions and it was really difficult skiing. And I thought, why did you do this? But then I got a good day on, uh, kinda, I think it was the Glen Shee Hills. Yeah. And I thought, oh, right, this is quite a good way of doing them. So it's like, I counted that as my run row round because yeah. you're still going up them. Albeit on skis, yeah, for sure. But it's just, yeah, if you keep it, if you do, if you do like a lot of different stuff, then that's that's good. Yeah, and people are cycling up Munros and all <laughs> that. Maybe. I know. So and I, I don't want, know if it really counts because you have got e-bikes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I, I did use an e-bike recently, but anyway. I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs>
1: sure you can take the tip for doing a if you don't have to walk back down.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's right, going to be yeah. a controversial one, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we don't, if we've never
1: had any comments on any of these before, we'd definitely get comments for that. You're going to have to yes. get a ski tour on or, or, or personally bikes. Yeah, that's it. Anyone that's listening, if you've skied off the top of Monroe or biked off the top of Monroe, I'm calling you out. You've not done it. You need to walk down to get the tick. Okay. I need to redo them then. <laughs> Man, that's so elitist of me. <laughs> um, so you, you've mentioned you're on your your trig tick list
0: then. Mm-hmm. Is this one you've come up with yourself? Or... Is this one you can heard of? Well, yeah. So there's no, as far as I'm aware, and I kind of spend a lot of time on social media and whatnot, so I don't know anyone who's done like a designated tick list of the trigs. (laughs) Obviously, everyone, like anyone who's done full kind of sweep of uh, Monroe's, Corbett's, Graham's will have done this. Yeah. Um, But as a kind of just to do the uh, trig point, yeah. uh, Yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment because. I kind of finished. Um, I finished Monroe's in October. Then by November, I'd done Ben Ledi. Right, yeah.
1: That's
0: got a points. point. So I was like, oh, trig points. There's, <laughs> there's a few of those. And then I kind of went on a website which says says what, like it breaks it down to kind of trig points in Monroe's, Corbett's, Graham's, and all sorts. Yeah. And I was like, oh right. Okay. So I t- totaled them all up, and it was like 185 three points 185 185 oh. on the Munros, Corbett's and Graham's and uh yeah I so, thought oh that's that's different yeah so instead of doing the Corbett's which is another like 220 list I'm like <laughs> yeah I could do that but I'd rather like yeah mix it up a bit maybe yeah. and I've I got ai got a dog in last February mm-hmm. or March like April um, before lockdown anyway Um so once he was able to walk I was like oh I could walk up Games with him and it wouldn't be wouldn't he's, be he's well. done them rose as well now but yeah and he'll be fine on them but um i thought oh yeah if i don't fancy like a nine hour slog <laughs> then i just fancy like today was a four and a bit hour mm-hmm. and it's great because you get the kind of hill fix but you don't have to feel totally ended at the yeah, end yeah totally it. wasted at the end yeah, of the day. so yeah i thought that's a really fun thing to do so i just crack on with them and yeah i'm about 16 i think maybe a bit more mm, nice um so about a, about a third of the way in. Yeah, so I thought, uh, I said, oh, I'll do them over 10 years. Like, I'll space them out because <laughs> I, I want to, you know, enjoy them. And that was like, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, so 30, 40 years. So, okay, right, that's, yeah, however many, it's not going to be, I think I'll be pretty quick through them, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, maybe not, you know, life, life might dictate like lockdowns and stuff oh god don't yeah. don't don't uh, any
1: more, oh any more lockdowns i'm stuck in glasgow man i'm gonna lose my mind yeah, yeah no. i'm gonna lose my mind i think people are
0: definitely relocating up here like into the hills of said right okay let's try and find a oh yeah for sure coming up here and like I, I am i am eagle-eyed looking for any way to get out of <laughs> the city right now okay absolutely <laughs> um
1: so for Obviously, I, I, I'm aware that a lot of our listeners aren't hill walkers. Mm-hmm. Some of them, a lot of them are international. In fact, this is a completely international podcast now. Yep. We've got listeners all over the world. So, <laughs> um, to our thousands of followers, mm-hmm. international followers, explain
0: to me what a trig point is. Right. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do well here because I'm not <laughs> 100% sure what they are. Mm. So, they're like obviously a concrete plinth that used they use the victorians i think used to measure high points in the geographical area right so they they, as far as i'm aware they kind of work off each other and they work on like height yeah so yeah they just um yeah that's as far as i'm aware but like some are smashed some aren't there some have um are like totally in perfect condition. Like today's one was just, you know, yeah. it looked like it'd just been built yesterday. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're just ways of marking height. Yeah. But what they were used to and what, I mean, they're not, this is the whole thing. It's like you learn as you go. Yeah. Totally. So probably by then they'll be able to give you a doctorate in like <laughs> what these things do. But I think, yeah, like I, I really like them because they like, obviously it's like, you could go up today's hill and it would just be a bit of a lump. But actually, when you get there, it's like a... There's weird, a thing. There's a thing. Yeah. And you kind of... I it's put like, my dog on so it. It's have a it. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a wee reward. So... Um, and they've all got unique numbers. So it's easy enough to, like, take a photograph of that. And right. I didn't do that for the Munros, So, you know, you take a photograph of the... There's a clasp. And then there's, like... I take a vertical shot. Yeah. Like, looking down at it. Um, and, yeah. And you get different types of rock type. You get different, like, concrete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting little marker. So there
1: was 185,
0: 185 of them, and
1: you're taking a photo of the top of everyone with the yeah. number. I mean, there's your next 15 years of calendars <laughs> ticked right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. No, no. Everyone's going to be checking <laughs> point <laughs>
0: calendars after this. Yeah, no. I know. I try and get like a scenic shot. These are just like the sad person in me that, like, that's like the tickless person in me that. Kind of make sure I've got pictures of yeah, yeah of it. Well, if you haven't got the Insta shot, it didn't happen, did no, it? No, exactly. Yeah, of course, sure. No, I, don't, I don't, I'm trying to refrain from too much trig point like activity on that because <laughs> people would <laughs> just think I've got no life. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> um, but no, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure there's someone that could tell you a much better definition. Mm. Sorry, I'll, I'll go home and do some research and I'll, I'll like, <coughs> beep, yeah.
1: plug the it details in here for, for an actual definition for. of What are trig points? Trig points were the original way of mapping the country. The first trig points in the UK were put in in 1935. So not the Victorians. Oops. You'll come across them on top of hills as concrete or stone blocks with a brass plate with three arms on them. There's trig points on low-lying areas, some of them only a few metres above sea level, and some of them up on top of Monroe's. When all the trig points were in place, it was possible on a clear day to see at least two other trig points from the one station. Careful measurements between the angles of the line of sight and other trig points were used to measure the distance and the height between each other. And this is how they accurately mapped the entire country. For an actual definition what I, I have had the
0: question and not answered it. And there's like a, there's a massive book about like what they're yeah. used for. And I know that like one of them, uh, up in Glen Africa, um, Mansoor has got a really significant um uh, affinity with like the OS, it's all to do with OS, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, back in the day, obviously, you didn't have like awesome uh machines that would. Tell you exactly within a square centimetre of how high you are. Yeah. Um, so these things were used to give you a rough <laughs> estimate. Yeah. yeah. And the, the really annoying thing <laughs> is that, like the saddle has got a trig point on it, but it's not the summit, so it's not a trig point. Like Laven, <laughs> trig point the summit. You no, know, so like, it, it, so they do play tricks on you. Yeah. And you do have to kind of work to kind of find a, a suitable day out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because um, I've I've found it. Funny like I heard someone say it was all the trig points were on the hills over was it 2000 yeah
0: 2000 feet uh no cuz right. I think there's like humps and all sorts of things,
1: like, Yeah, things. but like they're not on all of them in rows no no so it's like what, where, what how did they decide what hills to put <laughs> well, trig points it, the, on
0: well I was going back to it's like line of sight and like yeah the high point versus like yeah all this kind of weird geometric really clever stuff that I'm not aware of why they're there. They were rather clever <laughs> the old Victorians I think they? so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they mapped like Scotland so yeah. um, back before you know when people were just living in black houses and yeah. well, and, and hills weren't meant for going up. <laughs> just looking <laughs> <Yeah>. at <laughs> Good, good effort guys My respect Victorians there I like yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um, I like this one I I like this trig point idea because like I said like I I've not copyrighted it yet <laughs> I would do that before this goes out. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah. No, no, I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm that, the secret I'm actually keeping is I'm going to write a book. Right, right cool. I'm um, well, not ready, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> you said it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, it's I think only I would read it. Me and yeah, maybe my mum would as well. But I think that's about it. <laughs> I, don't think, it'd be I think I think you'd be surprised there's a lot of <laughs> hill walking books out there that the hill walkers in Scotland just eat yeah. out I, I I wait for like any kind of literature on the Scottish Not just hill walking like um yeah mountaineering kind of one of my favorite ones is Sandy Allen oh, his yes. uh, in some lost place. Um that's a great oh, book. Sitting down there, yeah, it? yeah yeah. Um it's just fantastic. Yeah. And that's you know local local laddies and newmore himself.
1: Um, you no, know, I, I, I like this one because, like I said, like I, I, I find some of them the rows so boring. I'm mm. never. I don't think I'm ever going to get to the stage. <laughs> Even once I've done fifty of them, I'm not going to get to the stage of going <laughs> right. I need to do them all. Um, but the trick points, like they're on some really cool hills, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always like because I never know where the trick points are, are either. And no. I've always popped out onto top of random hills and been like, oh, trick there's there's point is. here. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, no, for sure. Yeah. There's some really cool hills with them on. Yeah, yeah. I like this one. <laughs> um, so, it's big question time. Yeah, yeah. Big question time. It's one thing that I even... Um, it, it, it's the thing that most intrigued me about doing this interview was uh, you mentioned that you've started doing a bit of climbing. Yeah. And obviously, you're hill walker. A lot of hill walkers do a little bit of climbing just to yeah. do like the in pin yeah, yeah you know they, that's kind of where they they start with yeah, yeah, um yeah. but you have not done this in the normal way no in any way shape or form yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i was thinking about this compared to who i usually speak to on this podcast this podcast is primarily a, a climbing podcast mm-hmm. even though now i will have had two bill walkers in a row sure <laughs> um, climbing podcast so a lot of the the people that i speak to they do monroes they, they do hill walking and stuff but they they started climbing mm. started either indoors or yeah. ventured outdoors and then gone oh there's those mount- routes up in the mountains are really cool and mm. then discovered ah oh, actually just walking up mountains is pretty cool in itself mm-hmm. so they've kind of gone through this natural progression um or you get the the people that are hill walkers who like i said a little bit of climbing just so they feel a bit more confident on some of the scrambly ones and yeah, yeah. um, like the impen and stuff um, but I have never heard of a hill walker that has decided to start climbing and has jumped immediately into winter climbing okay <laughs> I've never you've, you've <laughs> skipped a huge section uh, of, yeah, of learning there <laughs> the, yeah. I, it's, it's interesting I, I don't know
0: how have you found that transition Difficult. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to realise what like a nut is and a cam. I'm like, these things didn't really enter my vocabulary before now. And now I'm like, oh, okay, right. And it's yeah, it's like I never really had an interest in climbing. I I'm, I'm a big I'm a big chap and I found it too athletic. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, why do people do this? It's like really uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Um and so yeah, the impin I actually didn't struggle with. Um I, I I kind of I was quite happy on that. My mate Andy, um, he he took me over most of the difficult stuff mm. in in terms of Monroe's, Um, and we had a great time. But equally, I found myself struggling with vertigo and kind of being in these really exposed places. Yeah. And I thought, right, okay, I need to kind of work on that myself, um, so it's more enjoyable, and I can, I, I can go out with people like Andy and yeah. and my mates and. Not detract from their day out because they're climbers, you know, yeah, through yeah. and through. Um, was a bit of a different matter because I just kind of, I think, adrenaline-wise, it dropped, and I felt really kind of pee wally on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, I kind of went from uh, scrambling and never really had an interest in climbing, but I really love winter kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, winter walking especially, but then especially this winter um yeah started doing kind of some really interesting routes and more mountaineering climbing i'm not like i've not gone from like hill walking to grade five (laughs) winter you know it's not like you know it's not like i'm gifted in that way yet um you know it's all grade one two and three it's Mm. all kind of um your entry level stuff but equally i suppose like from a hill walking point of view it's like that is possible yeah and um yeah, Curve Ridge is an awesome route in the summer, but it's a lot better in winter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it, there is a bit of um, discipline uh, with uh, maybe getting a guide um, and feeling comfortable in that stuff and learning. Mm. Um, if you've got friends, then it's a bit unfair, I think, maybe to jump straight into the winter stuff. Um, I'm a bit clueless, I suppose, as well in terms of um, like placing gear, so yeah. I'm seconding. Um, I'm not leading yeah. at, at any grade yet. I suppose grade one winter, I'd, uh, you know, gullies and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's not. Um, I'm not placing my first bit of gear yet. Um, but I, I'm working towards that, and I think I'll probably go out in summer this year and do some severe kind of um, not severe. That's a wrong word. Some more scrambling, but yeah. using gear. Yeah. Uh, just so if i do stuff next winter then it'll be a bit more comfortable yeah a bit more fresh in mind yeah yeah but, uh, you, like, yeah the, the whole learning to learning to
1: climb and especially trad climb learning how to pre- place gear and how to protect yourself and that is yeah. a long slow process yeah, yeah like it is it takes a, a long time to get Properly comfortable that you know what you are doing. Yeah. Like it's really easy to throw nuts and cracks, <laughs> but it's hard. It, it's a little bit harder to tell that is a good nut. <laughs> Just yeah. because it stops doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's good. <laughs>
0: Especially if it's got to catch me or seventeen stone or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this stuff is going to hold. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, it, it's rated to hold. It'll hold. Don't worry about that. I mean, taking it's it like... out is hard enough than putting it in. I think because yeah, sometimes, yeah. and that's the you know. I've only done I think the most kind of maybe technical thing is the is hidden chimney on in uh, the Snactar. Yeah. Um and was, you know you, you it was fine. So I think yeah. Um yeah more the Mario and hopefully this this winter was particularly good. Um and hopefully next winter is yeah, equally as good. Fingers cross. crossed.
1: Fingers crossed next winter I can actually go out and play. Yeah, but then there'll yeah. be so many people out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll come and ruin your yeah, fun. No, all, all that, yeah, it was great. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had no idea how this was, how that transition would be for you. I, I, I found sometimes when, because I coach a lot of kids, mm. and they're they're clueless to climbing when you first start coaching them, so yeah. they they come in with no expectations, yeah. completely blank slate. You know, they kind of just throw themselves into it and figure it out mm-hmm. with. And their 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 bodies aren't stubborn to working with the movement. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you know, coming from just straight hill walking, straight into well, a little bit of scrambling and then straight mm-hmm. into winter climbing whether you whether you go in with no expectations and kind of work quite well with it, just yeah. I, this is a different form of going up a hill. Yeah, um, sure. or whether, you know, getting the movement of climbing dial would mm-hmm. be a, a
0: bit more of a challenge. Interestingly, I thought I've always when I looked at winter climbing in that kind of not like extreme winter climbing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, David McLeod going up an X eleven or whatever. <laughs> but it's like methodically going up a, a gully. I thought, right, okay, that makes sense. You have got crampons. You don't have to kind of um, hold onto a bit of rock. Uh, it's all pretty kind of. You can take your time. Yeah, and that and that's what it was like. You know, doing these routes. Um, you know, it's, it's very methodical. Um, and you're not kind of knackering yourself out, thankfully. And you don't need a lot of upper body. In, in the routes that I've done to date, you don't need like a lot of upper body strength. No, which, no. But then I'm told that you're not meant to use your hands much in climbing anyway. You're meant to use your feet. It, it's all... <laughs> um, like, so I've actually like, been climbing
1: wrong in the summer. And that's, <laughs> off totally. I think everybody that starts climbing, like as an adult, has the exact same issue of like, oh, climbing's all upper body. Yeah, exactly. This is really hard. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, like, are you, is this something you're going to do a bit more summer stuff now? Are you going to dial it back from hardcore winter stuff to doing a bit more summer stuff and um, kind
0: of get used to it? Or... I'm probably going to do some scrambling this year. hopefully yeah. get to the cool and, and do a bit more kind of, yeah, scrambling for sure. Um, and maybe, yeah, just practice um putting gear in mm. so i'm kind of aware if i need to uh if i want to start leading kind of grade twos um yeah i'm not going to go full throttle i don't think i can do it yeah um and, well, equally, and equally like the people that i you know I, I i know are kind of up a bit further uh in terms of skill and ability so as and this the whole winter stuff is is geared towards being able to join them for like, you know, grade twos and yeah, threes. Yeah. Um, so it opens my kind of seasons up a bit longer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that that's the whole, that's what, what it's geared to. So I'm not going to be, I don't think, if I can, if I can carry on doing grade threes and maybe touch a grade four, I think that would be me happy. Yeah. Um, everything five and above looks a bit too intense. <laughs> it's quite steep for five. Yeah, five yeah, yeah, Quite steep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, um, like you said you're going to take it easy kind of this year do mm. a little bit more and learn how to place gear and stuff like that mm. it's it's a long slow process mm-hmm. you know? it's definitely not something to be rushed and no, no. um, I, I know a lot of people that have kind of rushed into it and it's it's kind of scary because mm. you know going out into the mountains and doing winter routes is a pretty risky thing even on the best of days Yeah, yeah. you know yeah, um, sure. so it, yeah taking it easy and learning your trade before you yeah. start pushing is, is definitely a good thing and like you said like if you can get a bit more comfortable placing gear and just moving on rock as well as on snow like once you've kind of opened yourself up to that grade two grade three even up to grade four Mm -hmm. man that's a lifetime's worth of climbing right there like that's it that's all you need to do you know some of the best routes in the country are within that bracket yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely i mean I i don't
0: see it like um I don't see it like I, I'm missing out in the summer, like not climbing, because mm. I can do my hill walking and I can do the kind of really fun scrambling stuff. But then gearing myself towards the winter, it's like I've learned a lot, <laughs> a lot this yeah. winter because I went out with a few, um, a few people that I know, um, and really high caliber climbers, and you know just the movement on on these routes and. And pitching and all that kind of stuff, and I thought I'd be really bad at it, like you know, uh, beeling and and all that kind of new stuff to me. Um, but it's actually, you know, once you've done a few times uh, with a very competent person, I think it's it's kind of in the realms of old oh, hillwalkers stay hillwalking and never really touch that hmm. kind of bit of beyond. Whereas I think it's totally accessible. Oh, totally. It's just uh, you've got to kind of want to do it and. Um, and maybe put yourself in some uncomfortable positions. But equally, it's a lot more safe because you've got a rope attached to so you instead of maybe like the anarchy. Um, there's a few bits on that, and I was like, yeah, if I fall, I'm going to fall a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have a rope, and you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty risky, Whereas on a <laughs> winter route. Yeah, okay, you can be like yeah, 500 meters up, and it's vertical and all that kind of stuff. But actually, you know, you got you're pretty safe in that sense yeah yeah, um, for sure as long as there's not an avalanche which would, would scupper you <laughs> yeah wow
1: yeah it's just, <laughs> it's always like a it's a misconception that I think a lot of people in fact most people have when they're kind of going through the whole hill walking mm. try a bit of scrambling uh, not going to go to touch climbing because that's really dangerous mm. and actually scrambling some 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 of the scramble routes out there are Way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of the scrambles out <laughs> there are way more dangerous than trying climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you yeah. can climb things that are technically harder than any scramble, mm-hmm. but you've got a rope on and there's loads of protection on them. They're super, super safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, there's a couple of scrambles that I've done and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, man, why am I here? I'm not a rope on. I'm a climber. I, yeah, yeah. I work with ropes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do this solo. My name's
0: not Alex Honnold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No. The, and then I thought um, I thought once I got into the winter stuff, yeah, it would be terrible and because uh, I didn't enjoy the exposure. But you're almost like, because you're pitching, you're almost like locked into these, like, little boxes yeah and you don't need to consider what you've done already yeah so even when you're topping out I thought this could go really wrong um like just getting scared and looking down and going oh right okay that's not good but like if you're just kind of focused on what's in front of you yeah, yeah. Um, you get to the top and that's all great and you, it's much more of an adrenaline hit than oh for sure maybe get to for the top sure. of uh do you find <laughs> it makes it a little bit more <clears throat> not accessible
1: maybe not the right word here but easier having a winter route done as pitches than walking up a hill in winter because the the goals that you're aiming towards are just that little bit closer Mm. like you know if you walk up a hill in winter you can see the summit way up there it's like oh (laughs) "Oh, that's freaking miles away (laughs) Yeah, yeah. whereas you know you do a short pitch it's maybe 20 metres I can see I can see my mate on the Mm B-lay like that's not that far I can get
0: there yeah for sure now like interestingly like I never look at a mountain in the sense of like I've got to get to the summit, and I can mm. see it. Like, because then you just you think it's, it's a huge thing. Yeah, you can't do it because you're knackered already. So if you break it down into like, oh, getting up to the, say uh, Bialik and then okay, you can just go up there. So if you, I, I see mountains and that same kind of, you will all, all, all break it yeah. down into pieces. Yeah, because yeah. 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 otherwise, like, if I'm thinking oh, I've got to do 30 clicks around the fisher fields and <laughs> I've just left left Curry Howe, and I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people. I don't know many people that would go right. Okay looking at image and like can't even see it from there because it's so far away um so yeah no i've always kind of looked at hill walking in that same kind of like pitching almost yeah um and then yeah unfortunately as well like i I don't know if in climbing you have the same issues but like not being able to see maybe your partner and then like almost preempting what they're doing because in winter like once you don't know if they finish the pitch Mm. And then sometimes it might be too windy and you've got to kind of like almost communicate by tugging. Feeling the rope. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's, that's pretty sketchy because I think once or twice I was climbing when I shouldn't have been. <laughs> and, and you do learn to quickly like that.
1: Yeah it's, yeah, it's a really difficult one to take people, even people that are climbers, mm. to take them into mountain scenarios where you can't hear mm. your, your B-layer. You can't see your B-layer. They're, they're way up on a pitch somewhere and mm. the rope pulls tight on you. Yeah, you've got no more rope to give out in the belay device, you just pull tight when you're not. And, <laughs> like, that's a difficult one to convince people that actually it's okay to start climbing. Yeah, yeah. That's okay because you've got bits of protection in between you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And your belayer might be, you know, they might have already put you on belay and are ready for you to come up, and that's what they're wanting. Yeah. Or they might be five feet from the belay ledge and just need that little bit <laughs> extra slack to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's a really it's a tricky one. And I, like, I've come across my, that situation myself a bunch of times, where it's just like the rope's
0: tight. <laughs>
1: I, I hope they're ready because <laughs> so I'm good Yeah, no,
0: it's it is a it's a different art form. It's like totally, and I'm I'm, I'm learning that quickly enough. But and it, you know, I, I went out maybe uh, five or six times with with high caliber guides, um, and then yeah, I met up with my mate once lockdown finished. Uh, he climbs grade four. Um at that point I hadn't done a grade three. We were meant to do Jacob's Edge. We ended up doing Hidden Chimney. We both survived. I had a great day out with my mate. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Like that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Like and and the guys, you know, it's been great kind of getting that high caliber uh tuition without feeling like my mates, like my mates wouldn't do that because um I wasn't in the right headspace, mm. uh, you know. It's not the right situation. Whereas, if a professional, you're going out with someone, and it is a professional um, atmosphere, so it's been great, kind of being yeah. having that. And I don't think I'd have had that opportunity because you know these people are booked up oh, in the sure. winter. Like you got people coming out from England and doing big routes on the bend and it's just never accessible. Um, yeah. So this yeah. one, it's been accessible and really lucky. No, um, oh, that's been excellent,
1: actually. Yeah, I hadn't considered that. Like, uh, all the locals that. Are coming into the game, mm. finding that all of the guides out there are booked up a year in advance. It yeah. Must be really hard. Yeah. This year's been slightly, slightly different.
0: I, I haven't actually considered that. Yeah, it's been a bit of a. Yeah, it's just it's difficult because you know they they've obviously got their kind of regular people and mm. people that have been looking forward to it for years and and then all of a sudden yeah it's like no come come yeah and then you know within guidance and within rules we're doing stuff and. Um, yeah, it's great because you know you're getting that kind of really high caliber tuition um, with people that you know would do it day in and day out. But yeah. maybe you know for whatever reason, and it is literally like we've had such a good winter here. Um, not wanting to rub it in, um, <laughs> yeah, <you know, laughs> the band's been in some really good condition. Um, so yeah, did ledger uh in winter, which was awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, got an idyllic day, like day. Um, and then yeah, coverage as I said. And then, yeah, Ben O'Hearn, ben Eastridge. Hmm. Um, and then some stuff and, like, more kind of climbing, like the Runnel and yeah. uh, Spiral Gully in, in Cairngorms. So, yeah. yeah, it's been great. It's cool.
1: It's, a, it's a, This is a really good plug for the professional instructors. Like, mm. not, it's, it's like, climbing and hill-walking have always historically been the kind of, you know, teach yourself Mm -hmm. like it's all come from guys that have gone out and taught themselves they've made mistakes they've learned lessons and they've kind of gone out and that is you know still happening today there's loads of people that are just going out and teaching themselves but man you cannot you can't fall. you can't put a price really on just getting a professional instructor to take you out for a day and actually show you what you're doing and what you're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah for and sure. How to avoid that for right. sure. Yeah, um, it's something that I wish that I see a lot more people doing. Like I, I know it's it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not cheap to hire an instructor, but you know you're paying for you know decades of experience. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Um, you can't put a price on that kind of thing. No, no, no Absolutely for sure not.
0: I mean, these. Yeah, sometimes you yeah, know it's uncomfortable in the sense that you know you you it, it is literally tuition, so you kind of want to chat away and have a you know laugh, yeah, but then it's you know you, you kind of it's not in that realm you yeah. have to be um focused because yeah. um, you know as much as you know they they're pretty confident that you you got their life in your hands as well, yeah if they say fell off for whatever reason, you know that they're putting their trust in you as well um so yeah no, it's 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 pretty pretty good fun. Or, or be with you know a bit more kind of risk factor, um, but yeah, I love it. It's great. It is really good fun. Yeah, isn't it? it is really good fun. It's pretty pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, ad- adrenaline rush afterwards. Yeah, um, more so than you know you might get kind of even just getting to the top of a a nice hill. It's it's really good fun, sense of achievement.
1: Mm. So, like, has when have you been bitten by the winter of climbing bug?
0: Is this Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got my uh, Scottish winter climbs there, and I kind of uh, sit there and like, go, oh, yeah, I could do that, and, oh, yeah, this is probably too much for me. And, um, yeah, it, what I'm finding, though, is a, a, a serious lesson I've learned is, uh, whereas with mountaineering, sorry, when bagging, you're like, okay, that's what I'm going to go and do, and 95% of the time you can do it. Like, yeah. It's only if the weather's really, really bad or, or whatnot, but, like, Winter mountaineering is as fickle as it comes. So, as I, you know, i would be talking to someone, you know, oh yeah, we could go and do this. And, oh, do you think that would be the, all right? And it's like, oh, until you're like at the climb, you don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Even getting to the climb, you might not be able to because avalanche and whatnot. Yeah. So, about. it's like this, you spend all week kind of analyzing stuff like weather systems and, and all sorts. So, it's like actually to get climbing, you know, you might only get one in a year. Mm. Like my mate only got one in a year. This year, yeah. but I've had maybe eight or nine. Yeah, don't uh, rub it in. I've only had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't so it's think like, I but like just having the conditions is <laughs> like the conditions dictate what you can and can't do. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. A lot more than you know, even climbing or hill walking. It's like, yeah, it's a lot more intense in that sense. And I've not had a w- what I think is a great climb isn't a great climb. It's like, oh, that was really powdery snow; it wasn't consolidated, and yeah. I don't know what all this kind of like talk is about. Fire it doesn't matter because you had a good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like I think, oh yeah, that was amazing. It's like no, that wasn't amazing. That was really, really sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yeah, okay, because blissful ignorance always means I you think have that's a good probably day. best. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, for sure. But not when you're like descending a car, co- like and that's as well. Like descending as much a, a thing as as going up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially in winter. So um, yeah. yeah, no, it's I've learned I've learned a huge amount in in terms of that. <coughs> yeah. Blissful ignorance. That's probably like, the best way then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> While I just, I made a big point about hiring a professional instructor to show you what you do and don't know, maybe it's
0: best that you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's part of it as well. Just put all the trust in them. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what I was doing with my mates who I didn't have the skill set to be doing that and then they didn't understand. Like, and that's, it's as much reading a person. Like, the, the guides that I've been with are like reading a person. Like, I had a massive... I tried to do the Fork and Ridge in winter, mm. first kind of winter route, <laughs> and uh, I kind of got halfway into it, two thirds into it, and I kind of, I hadn't eaten all day, and I just kind of lost my, my groove and yeah. kind of got a bit dizzy. You need a um, lot of calories um, for a winter day. Yeah, Especially yeah. so, for fork really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, and she instantly knew that and then reacted, and yeah. whereas with a friend, you kind of, it's not the same situation, and the their people management skills, even though they don't say like it to your face, they obviously know they're reading you yeah. constantly, yeah. and there's as much that that you're you're aware unaware of, than than maybe just you know doing going uphill yeah. or climb you know, for sure, for climb. sure. So, what's plans now then? So, plans obviously crack on with trade points, um, which is quite nice. That I'm not having to kind of analyze. Forecasts day in day out, and read, <laughs> read various kind of, I spend a lot of time on UKC now, and it's like, yep. oh, they've done that route, right? Maybe I can go and do it. Oh no, that's way above my pay scale. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I've also signed up for my uh, summer ML. Oh, cool! Um, so I'm doing that down in Wales. Excellent. Um, so that's in Snowdonia. So I thought I'd uh, go to a different part of the country. I did the Welsh Two Thousands in a day yeah. uh, like five years ago, four years ago. So I want to go back and kind of maybe spend a bit more time there. Awesome. So I do, yeah, do some little now just for more like learning to read a map <laughs> <laughs> which I've not really honed my total skills. How could you have done all 282? 282... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really good, um, <laughs> I've got a really good like geographic awareness of like <laughs> where I've come and where I can go and i made a few problem, uh, issues but no, I can, I can read a map mm. but just not, I okay. can't. You know until this winter, I wasn't counting steps or anything, yeah, yeah, all that kind of micro nav. So I thought it'd be a good good way to do that, and yeah. uh, yeah, after that, it we'll was just hopefully uh, uh, get a kind of five month winter like we did this year, and fingers crossed, uh, maybe uh, try a few more kind of more climbing routes. than maybe I, I, I love the long ridges, like I, I've yeah. got, I want to do Tower Ridge, uh, but I wanted to do it in summer first, make sure I could. And I don't put myself in a awkward yeah, yeah. position. Yeah, discovering a lot more about like Ben nervous and Craig Maggie um, than just you know going up the usual routes. It's it's such a massive face yeah, yeah. that you know there's hundreds of ways up. it. And yeah, it's quite fun to, fun exploring that way. So yeah, so that's that's me. You, you said you were
1: looking at UKC. Um, mm. there's, there's a tech list on UKC that uh, I'm <laughs> half kind of looking at, yeah. and it's like something like the greatest ridge lines in Scotland or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but man, it is. (laughs) It just looks looks incredible. Some of the routes on that list are amazing. So yeah, if you're looking for really cool, long, scrambly
0: ridges for for, for summer stuff, that's a good one to look at for sure. Yeah, definitely check that one out. I mean, the the winter, I think it's winter with one ice axe. That's the book that kind of got me thinking about more winter stuff. But Mm -hmm. actually some of the routes in that I'd want two ice axes, yeah like we did we, we did Rayburn's gully, my mates and I maybe three, four weeks ago, and a really nice, beautiful day. and uh, one guy kind of shot past us with one ice axe, and he topped out and then coming, we met up with him halfway back, and he was like, "I really wanted two ice axes, <laughs> so it's like it's a bit like, oh, yeah, one ice axe, but actually most of those routes you'd probably have to, yeah, um, so this is like the traverse which you know this bucket list traverse in winter um for sure so that's what this is all kind of yeah. and it's all geared towards that it wasn't i never thought i'd do kind of grade threes i'd always thought i'd just do grade one winter grade yeah. two winter you know in, in around that realm yeah but it's just as fun doing kind of climbs and such oh for sure for uh, sure so for anyone
1: anyone listening that's Hasn't done any hills yet. A little bit of a hill walker maybe done some stuff down in the Pentlands and looking to get in on some bigger stuff or some climbers that actually just need to go up walk up a hill.
0: (laughs) Give us a recommendation. Oh, okay. Uh, Blavin or Penalgon, I'd say. Blavin by the usual route then if it's not like that class. Yeah, for sure. Or, here's a different one. The Essians uh, I did in winter, yeah um, without crampons. I found out <laughs> that I needed crampons about halfway up <laughs> that 's another thing about you know learning it 's mm-hmm. like okay, I had an ice axe, but i didn 't have crampons, and you know you need crampons, so uh yeah, the essence in in winter was astoundingly good because you get like awesome view of the Grey Curries and block yeah. Um so that 's maybe a bit of a different one that me people don 't uh think about because obviously Glad and, and Tarlan it's like up there yeah, am um, on top of people's lists but Essence I think definitely for for uh, scenic value is very good nice um, yeah for sure awesome awesome <laughs> I think that's
1: a pretty good recommendation cool, cool. hey <laughs> uh, thank you very much for sitting down with me no worries I've kind of battered through all the questions I had anyway
0: nice one yeah this isn't, this isn't, this isn't like a an interview like a work interview where you say "Now, do you have any questions? Yeah have you got any questions <laughs> for me? You know, I'll let you know when you get the job. Okay uh, nice one.
1: <laughs> cool thanks Dan for sitting down with me that was awesome. Definitely a different vibe and a different flavour of episode than what we're used to here um, but really interesting hearing from someone who's got into climbing but in a very very different way from what most people get into um and listening to where he's found the the learning points that he needs to go away and work on um and i think those lessons are something that we can all take as well so yes like dan will be doing when we get out there and we are going back climbing do your buddy checks